Asher Bachar Banu Mikol Hamim, Venatan Lanua Torato, Brukata Adonai Noten Ha Torah, Mashiach Now. Want to just do a quick follow up to Sota 14a from the Imitators of Hashem uh, episode that I got to record previously. And the one thing I wanted to mention as far as how to imitate Hashem is to imitate his Midot which is just mind-boggling to think about. Like when Shaul was writing this to the congregation at Ephesus, he was saying, you know, understand the Midot of Hashem. And by the way, there is a passage from the Minor Prophets from the Art Scroll Trey Asar. And there are two volumes. Uh, one of them was speaking about who is called by the name of the Yod and Hey and Vav and Hey, the divine name of Hashem. And it is a person who basically emanates and um, basically they operate and function in the same aspects as Hashem as far as operating as a person of compassion, imitating the qualities of Hashem when it comes to um, the way that he interacts with the world in a way of um, basically just kindness, you know, and any of the attributes of Hashem that, you know, we mentioned, and I just want to reiterate these because, you know, you would think if a person is going to be called by the name of God, shouldn't they be God? Well, really, when you think about it, the human body is actually made up of the letters of the divine name. You know, our head is the letter Yud, the trunk of our body, like the center portion where our arms and shoulders and everything extend from, that's the upper hay, which is the second letter of Hashem's name. The vav, that's the actual torso of the body down to the waist. And then from the waist, our legs split out there. So uh, that's the final hay of Hashem's name. That's where everything literally comes down to the ground. So when you look at Hashem's name, if you were to stack it on top of itself, you'd have a yud. You'd have the hay, which would be like the shoulder, the arms, the rest of the upper body down with the vav, which is the waist into the legs. And that's the final hay. So every person is literally like a walking yod and hay and vav and hay. So it goes just to say, like, you know, really being what Hashem gives us an example of. He models this for us. So. Over here in uh, Sota 14a, the part that I did not get to read yesterday, I want to pick up with that. And it says this, it says, so God made skins for Adam and his wife and clothed them. You too should clothe the naked. So we mentioned that the Holy One blesses. He visited the sick. We mentioned that because he appeared to Abraham. That's Parsha Baera, which is and he appeared this week's Torah portion. So then it goes on to say, the Holy One blessed as he comforted mourners, as it is written. And it was after the death of Abraham 
that God blessed Yitzhak, his son, by reciting the mourner's blessing. Now, you may have heard of something known as the mourner's Kaddish. Kaddish. Mourner's Kaddish. And you have to have a minyan. You have to have 10 uh, bar mitzvah and older men together in order to recite this. And so, obviously, uh, this is pointing to here that Hashem is likened to a minyan, which is interesting because it says in the halakha that when 10 men are present in the shul, there the presence of Hashem is. So two or more gathered in my name. That's also connected because uh, Tractate Barakot brings down when you study Torah together with another person that also brings the presence of Hashem. So it's it goes on and on. But I just want to mention that Hashem is is the equivalent of a minion. Like that's the Shekinah. That's why it's important to pray with a congregation because you want to pray in the presence, Bezrat Hashem, of the Holy One, blessed is He. Hakadosh Baruchu, aka HKB, quotation H. That's how you say the Holy One, blessed is He. Hakadosh Baruchu. So then you go on and it says here that the Holy One, blessed is He, buried the dead. And this is in Genesis 25, 11. And it says he buried him too. He buried him in the depression. You too should bury the dead. The footnote says that this mitzvah, the emulation of God's ways is expressed in more general terms elsewhere in Shabbat 133b. Just as God is gracious and compassionate, you also should be gracious and compassionate. This is why it's so important to understand the writings of John chapter one, when it talks about Yeshua being the the word of God made flesh, full of grace and mercy and those things. Um, that's what this is really connecting to, which, by the way, is is being pointed out here. It's in Shabbat 133b and Sota 14a says, although our Gemara cites Devarim Deuteronomy 13, five as the source for this mitzvah. There are seven other verses that convey the same idea. Get you some. Emulating God's ways is counted among the 613 biblical mitzvot. See Rambam Sefer HaMitzvot. So also there's something known as the introduction to the Ahavast Chesed. So that's also a good source to check out. And Hilkot Deos 1, 5 through 6 Sefer Ha-Chinuk 611, when one visits the sick or buries the dead, and so on, and also performs a kindness, which is Bava Metzia 30b, and therefore fulfills another biblical mitzvah as well, Leviticus 19.18. It says, you shall love your fellow as you love yourself. So here it is, Mashiach Yeshua says, Yeshua, Admor Yeshua says, that what is the greatest commandment that we shall love Hashem, our God, right? And then what's the second greatest commandment, which is like to the first? This one, you shall love your neighbors yourself. What is the first and last word of the Ten Commandments being spoken? The Aseret Hadivarot. It is Anoki, which is the first word, I. And then the last word of that whole section is your neighbor, 
So Hashem is even telling us when he even gives us the totality of the Torah, which can be found in the Ten Commandments, which can be found in I am the Lord your God who took you out of the land of Mitzrayim, which can be found also in I, which is Anoki. That's Hashem saying, I wrote myself and gave it. I wrote myself down and gave it over to you. I gave over to you my very essence, my neshama, my innermost being. All of that is the totality of the Torah. So it's like this collapsing in on itself kind of uh, nesting effect. Kind of like when you're in your computer and you click on the folder and the folder expands, you click on the file that expands, you know, so that's what the Torah is like. It's just like that. It all collapses down to a single point. And ultimately, when you look at all of this, when we're given this mitzvah here in Leviticus 19, 18, you shall love your neighbors, you love yourself. It says that this mitzvah encompasses all favors performed for others that we we would wish to have performed for us. Indeed, attending the needs of the dead is called a chesed shel emet, a bona fide kindness, since one expects no favor in return. Bereshit Rabbah 96.5. If you can read Bereshit Rabbah 96.5, please do. It will blow your mind. It will rock your world. And I just want to finish with this, that after we recite the blessing for the Torah, what is the very first thing that we do? We recite passages of the or the written Torah and the oral Torah. And wouldn't you know it in the passage for the, uh, the oral Torah, what do we recite? We recite this. This is in your Siddur for the blessings of the Torah. And right after it, it says, this is from Talmud Shabbat 127a. These are the precepts whose fruits a person enjoys in this world, but whose principle remains intact for him in the world to come. They are the honor due to father and mother, acts of kindness, early attendance at the house of study, morning and evening, hospitality to guests, visiting the sick, providing for a bride, escorting the dead, which is all connected to burying the dead. And also there's a, a process of guarding the body to make sure nothing uh, inappropriate happens to it before it gets buried. So that's all connected to escorting the dead. There's what's known as the Hevra Kadisha. And it goes on to say absorption in prayer, bringing peace between man and his fellow and between man and his wife. Come on. And the Talmud are in the study of Torah, which, by the way, is how you say Talmud. Talmud is literally study. <laughs> uh, it comes from the word Lamed, which is the letter Lamed. Again, there is a nesting effect. Talmud, Lamed, Lamed. And those all are connected to study in the Torah. The Lamed is the tallest letter in the Hebrew alphabet. So what is this really saying? Right. And if you look to the right and to the left of Lamek, you have the Mem and you also have the Kaf, which if you put Mem, Lamet, Kaf, that makes the word for king. And we know the king of Israel is Hashem and we're to imitate him. So in conclusion, the study of Torah is equivalent to them all. Mashiach now.